Welcome back to another episode of Let Me Tell You. Today we have some important news about WSU, NCAA basketball, and we have a great interview. Well, let's get into the news first. David Gusta, the defensive tackle from San Bernardino, California, has flipped his commitment to Fresno, from Fresno State to WSU. The change of commitment also bumped his rating up to an 86 on 24-7 sports. He answers the questions surrounding the defensive tackle position. He is also a top 100 player from California. This is a great pickup for the Cougs. Now, there's also some new news. New news, get it? Ha ha ha, I'm funny. About the SAT and the ACT. Many college coaches are trying to drop the ACT and SAT as eligibility requirements. So if you, if you don't score high enough right now as a basketball player or football player, you are not immediately eligible when you get on campus. I think this is ridiculous because I took the ACT, I took the SAT. I didn't do so hot. I scored slightly above the average, the nation average, and I'm doing just fine in college. It just tells the colleges whether you can take a random test in a random setting on some random Saturday at 6 a.m. You have to wake up at absurd hours and take the test. It proves nothing. California schools are making going optional. The Ivies are going optional. And if the NCAA really cares about being student-athletes, then they have to follow suit. Also, my last point before we get to our brilliant interview is I believe CJ Ellaby is returning. I'm basing this off of Instagram stories I've seen of him in Pullman, him hanging out with the new basketball recruits on Instagram, purely Instagram stories. I don't think a team will guarantee him a first-round lock, which is what he's looking for, a guarantee that he will be drafted. And he won't. it won't happen. He'll say, oh, we'll pick you up in the second round. But he doesn't want that. He only will leave WSU if he gets a lock that he will be drafted in the first round. So I believe he's staying for at least another year. Uh, it'd be great if he stayed for four, but that probably won't happen. In today's episode, we have former mayor of Pullman, air quotes, and basketball star from last year's season, Jeff Pollard, baby, the captain. We talk about the transition from Ernie Kent to Kyle Smith, both of our initial reactions to Pullman, and of course, we trash the Huskies. What else more can you ask for? And also, this is possibly the best interview I've ever done. Calling Jeff Pollard, former Wazoo basketball player. For the fans who don't know who you are, would you want mind giving us a 30-second elevator pitch about yourself? Man, well, first and foremost, I think I loved my time at uh, WSU and being a kook. Uh, definitely something that I'm taking with me for the rest of my life. You know, I feel like I'm a pretty intrinsically motivated person, uh, hardworking, but at the same time, love to relax, kick it, and have fun. That's what you look for in a person. That's great. Yeah. So, obviously, the Cougs. New coach, great season, mm-hmm. went to every single game. That was fun. <laughs> so, but after the season, WSU, and we're all released back into the wild. What have you been doing since then? You know, so I got back home to my parents' house in Utah. I've just been, you know, I took a little bit of time away from basketball, spent time with my family, got married. Uh, so Congratulations. Thank you been spending a lot of time with her with my family my brother that's here my sister but then after I took a little time away from basketball just got right back into the things uh, the thick of things been working out been fortunate enough to be able to have access to a gym here and so then and then I've just been lifting with my uh, younger brother here so you know just figuring out what the next step is for me and and hopefully that's somewhere overseas continuing the basketball dream now overseas would that happen to be like japan with um i know there's another coup josh hawkins i believe his name is in japan is that like a goal or is there another league what are you aiming for 
Yeah, so actually there's there's two of my former teammates in Japan. There's Josh and then a guy who was also a senior when I was a freshman, Connor Clifford. They're both over there in Japan, and I've talked to them both a little bit about, you know, their experience over there and stuff. And I think that would be amazing to be able to go over there and, and be in Japan and, you know, you know, maybe have a, at least some kind of connection to, to somebody over there. So Now, what's the, the Japanese league like? Would you have a translator or is it you're just shoved in the deep end, you have to learn everything on the fly? I think for the most part, every team has a translator or, you know, a few guys that can at least can, can speak English and stuff like that. So because from, from what I've heard from from those two guys, it was pretty obviously there was a big culture shock going over there and going to a completely different country. Both of them have pretty had pretty smooth transitions into playing over there. So now WSU and Pullman specifically is I love it in Pullman. Obviously, I go to WSU, but. Is WSU, is Pullman different from where you live? Was that a culture shock going to WSU or was it similar? It was kind of a mix of both. Definitely a culture shock when you get off the plane in Pullman and, you know, you look around and you see Pullman. You know, on your left, you see Pullman and on your right, you see nothing but wheat fields and stuff. You know, it's it's definitely a, a little bit of a culture shock that way. But I think one of the things that made it really easy to transition into living there was just how great the community is and how great the people there are. Um, there's so many people that have a lot of love for not only WSU, but the athletics programs, all the athletes, coaches and everything. So being able to walk into a community like that who just had open arms, it, it really does make it a, a special place. That's great to hear. I mean, the first time I went to Pullman, I think the weirdest thing was when I got off the plane, which is the smallest plane I've ever been on. Oh, and yeah. And just seeing the airport, it's one gate. You're like, this is it? Yeah. That's all we have here? <laughs> I know, because, I mean, so from where I'm from in northern Utah, we're right up next to Salt Lake City. So, um, you know, we're used to the, the big airport, you know, multiple security checkpoints, everything, you know. And then, yeah, you get off in Pullman and you're like, wow, there's really one line for everything. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but then it's also so cool because then you see the the vandal signs and the kook signs everywhere. You're like, oh, there's so much town pride. And you're like, yes, I oh, love yeah, it. For sure. And that's that's what I mean is there's the, the community really takes a lot of, of, like you said, pride in WSU and, you know, every aspect. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. I'm so happy I came here. Yeah. Best decision I've made. In doing some research for this interview, I noticed you took a prep year at – Impact Basketball Academy Nevada, but yeah. you had a scholarship, correct me if I'm wrong, from WSU. Yeah. What is that academy like and what were you hoping to achieve achieve because even though you had a scholarship already? Yeah. So so the post grad year, so I graduated high school in twenty fifteen and then I took the post grad year from it would have been twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen. And that was strictly just for basketball reasons. So like what I hope to get out of that was you know, just another year of growth development, you know, obviously a lot of weights, a lot of skill training and stuff like that. Just hoping that, you know, I could kind of transition into my freshman year a little bit easier because a lot of guys kind of go through a, a freshman shock where they come in as their first time living away from home. You know, the first time that basketball really gets taken to another level. And so kind of taking that little gap year was kind of just like a small little step to help make the transition to college a little bit easier. The freshmen, they may not play a lot. They get in a couple of games. So you've already burned a year of eligibility. You didn't really want to do that. You wanted all four years to just be great. That's yeah. smart. I think that's a lot more people should do that. But I have a friend, Ian, who went to the games with me, and we had this debate. So on all the pamphlets, you guys are li listed as a guard or a forward. Mm -hmm. Was that there were no centers, power forwards, small forwards in college? What's that? What's up with that? 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it listed me as, as a forward, but, you know, I was kind of looked as – I kind of thought I was like a center forward hybrid, you know. So, I don't know. I mean, I've seen it. I know what you're talking about. I've seen it on, on a lot of other teams where they'll have, you know, listed as centers and stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe you have – maybe there's a height limit. Maybe you got to oh. be six six eleven and above to be considered a center. So, I don't know. <laughs> How tall are you then? I'm just I'm just a little six nine. Oh, that's it. Just a little. Yeah, just I'm just a short little guy out there. Yeah, no, you're, you're tiny, man. I'm only five eleven, so you're... yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna look into that. Actually, I want to find that out now. Obviously, you were great on the court and in the classroom. You graduated in three years, which I'm gonna say that's that's impressive. Business degree, correct? Yeah, business. What sparked that interest? So originally, I wanted to come in, and I was thinking about doing physical therapy, something like that. And kind of getting looking into it more, the athletic training program at WSU, you can't be an athlete and do that. And that was that was kind of the path that I wanted to take. So when they when you couldn't do that, it has I think it has something to do with I don't know what conflict of interest. Yeah, maybe something like that. But anyway, so when I found out I couldn't do that, I was like, okay, well, you know, I could do one of these other ways to still get to to physical therapy. But then I was kind of like. Not really sure how great I feel about that. So ended up changing. I think it was after my first, maybe halfway through my second semester, my freshman year. Started looking into things, and I was like, you know, maybe I'll just go go for a business degree. And kind of got into it, started taking some of those major classes, and, you know, really kind of enjoyed it. So I just stuck with it. I mean, evidently, you graduated in three years. That's impressive. Ooh, I can't imagine doing that. That's skill plus basketball, man. That props to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing that makes it that made it a little bit easier was when we have to be up there for the summers for practice, conditioning, and everything. We're taking classes at the same time, so you know it makes it a little easier. As long as you stay on top of your classes and everything and get everything done, you can get ahead a little bit. Okay, that's smart. I hadn't thought of that. So, just when you go there in the summer, how how early do you have to get there? We had to get there. Obviously, this year's completely different. But the past the past four years, we always had to get there right around probably the third week of June, I think. Okay. So so school would end in May, and then we'd have I think it was, turns out to be six weeks, and then about the third week of June until or maybe it's, I think it might be the last week of June actually until second week of August I think, and then I think school starts the end of August. It's roughly that. I think we start last year. Well, I had to come in a week early for week of welcome, but I think it started like the 17th. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think, the, but the way it works out is after graduation or after the end of the year, there's six weeks at home, six weeks back on campus for summer, and then two weeks in between before school starts. Wow. Okay. So you still get some summer, but college yeah. basketball is a, uh, it's a full-time job. You, you froze a little bit. What'd you say? I just said you have some free time, but you, it's also a full-time job at the same time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. So after you graduated in three years, you still have a year of eligibility, and you looked at other places, obviously. And I people would understand if you'd gone somewhere else because WSU was rebuilding a new coach. There was a lot of uncertainty. Why did you decide to come back to Pullman? Yeah, so that's a really – that's a short question with a long answer. <laughs> um, so when I first started making the, the the search to see if I wanted to go somewhere else, you know, originally it was never sparked by any kind of malcontent towards WSU or the people there. It was – you know, it was – it would have been a, a really tough decision to make to try and leave. But kind of the thing that brought me back was after I had talked to Coach Smith, after he had been hired, he was on campus for a little bit, 
started kind of meeting with him, trying to trying to make sure that I would fit his program and style. You know, I tried to take like an objective look at things and say, okay, would I be a good fit here? Would I be a better fit somewhere else? And everything he was saying uh, led me to believe that I'd be a, a really good fit in his program, just the way that he uh, structures his program and the way he runs it. So then I think that coupled with the fact that, you know, <laughs> I just loved being at WSU so much and I had so much, I had so many relationships there. I had so much history there and I just like, you know, I, I enjoyed being in Pullman and being a Coug. I think kind of those things together just made it, you know, impossible for me to, to walk away. That's, that's great answer. I love it. That's, I feel the same way. I mean, I obviously not playing basketball and I have a chance to play somewhere else, but I feel the same way. It's so hard to leave. Like yeah. I'm going through serious withdrawals right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No. And I'm just kind of knowing that, that last year was my last year. And now yeah, I don't think it's really hit me yet that I'm yeah. not going back in, in a couple months. But no, I mean, definitely going to miss Pullman and miss, miss WSU because it really, truly is a special place. Oh, yeah. So what is your, on a lighter note, what is your favorite restaurant in Pullman? I enjoy pretty much every restaurant in Pullman. But the one that me and my roommates would go to, you know, probably on a, on a you know, twice a month, if not a weekly basis, it's Nuevo Vallarta down right across from Dismore's. Yep. Yeah. I was talking to AJ Block, the baseball player, this morning. Yeah, that was his favorite restaurant too. Really? Yeah. yeah no, I love, I love that place. The thing I think the thing that that drew me in first. So actually, one of my teammates my freshman year, Connor, the one who's in Japan, he took me to that place the first time my freshman year, and he was like, "Dude, we gotta go here." I'm like, "Why?" Like, it's just a Mexican place. Like, it, you know what 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 makes it so special? He was adamant about it, and I was like, "What makes it so special?" And he's like, "You can get these massive burritos, man." And like, he's like, it's not that expensive, but you just get all, you just get this huge burrito. And as soon as he said that, I'm like, I'm in, let's do it. That's every college student. You can get a lot of food for cheap. Let's go. (laughs) Exactly. So definitely. And then after that, that kind of became a mainstay going forward. What's your favorite place in Moscow? See, there are so many good places. Moscow's got a little more options. Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's what I found. You know, being there is like the Pullman restaurants are really like fan- they're super good, and so are the ones in Moscow. But Moscow's just got a couple more; they got some more variety. I don't know, man. It's tough. Like Gambino's is definitely up there. Gambino's is great. Moscow Ale House, they got good burgers. That's a good spot. This is a little too trendy for me. I've been there. I've only been there one time. Lodgepole. Lodgepole. That- I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, so I went there. I actually went there with my now wife. She was my girlfriend at the time. But we went there. We went there one night just because we were feeling fancy, and it was it was really good. What kind of food is it? It's kind of I think it's not Mediterranean, but kind of like a more European style. I don't know if it's really like one specific one, but they had they had like some deviled eggs that were really really good, mm-hmm. and then they had I think they had like a bunch of pasta and stuff like that. So, but it was it was solid. Good. I gotta go check that out when I get back. Definitely. So when you were being recruited by WSU, did you know they were so close to Idaho? At first, no. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, when I first started talking to the coaches, they were like, yeah, we're in eastern Washington. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. Um, But then did a little – I think I searched it that night or something. I was like, Pullman, Washington. And then it, like, pulls it up, and you're like, okay, there's Pullman. And then, like, there's the border. And you're like, my gosh, that's almost Idaho. (laughs) so trippy. You drive over it. Oh, we're in Idaho. What do you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's it's wild. Now, is there much of a rivalry between the Vandals and the Cougs? For basketball, there 
they're I wouldn't call it as big as U Dub for sure. Oh, of course. That's just on a whole nother level. But definitely, I mean, because just being so close, like you kind of know the other guys who are playing over there and stuff, and you know, you kind of when that when that Idaho game is is coming up, you always get a little bit of trash talking going back and forth. Like guys will text each other, you know, whatever, tweet something out, and, and whatever. So yeah, I mean, there's definitely rivalry. I mean, you definitely take pride because then you can go over to Moscow, your favorite restaurant, and you know, walk with your head high. So <laughs> wearing a cool gear, look at me, I'm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I feel that. Okay, so you just mentioned the Huskies. I got to say, I'm – well, I didn't really know about WSU until I applied, so I didn't really get the rivalry until I applied. And then this year, the sweep for the Apple Cup, what was yes. that like? That was unbelievable. But I was like you. When I when I first got there, I didn't know about the rivalry either because I was from Utah. Um, but definitely got wrapped in it as soon as I got there. But the sweep this year, that was, that was incredible. Because <laughs> being at home, playing against the Huskies – on the night that they raised the George Raveling banner, that's just an incredible memory that definitely we'll never be able to forget. And then, you know, fast forward a couple months going over into Seattle and beating them on senior night in front of a, a, you know, in front of all them Husky fans and everything over there. That's just, you know, to to get the sweep, to get the senior year sweep, that's just, it it is such a good feeling. Yeah. I was in a pizza place in uh, downtown Washington, Uh downtown Seattle. And, uh, there was, it was all Husky fans in there watching, except for me. I was the only Coug in the, like, really? other the corner. And as soon as you guys won, I jumped up and started screaming at the top of my lungs. <laughs> and everyone just stared at me, death gentle. I don't care. We just swept you guys. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It was so – also, I love when Noah Williams, when he said, this is my city. Oh, that was great. That was just – Yeah. Oh, that was so much fun. That was so cool. Dude, that rivalry – it's a great rivalry. I think it's the best in sports, but people will oh. come out in. Yeah, no, I mean it, it's definitely up there. It's just, it's just like a, it's like a, it's just like a classic, you know, classic rivalry. You can't go wrong. Yeah, east, east versus west, you know, whatever you want to call it, it's, it's great. We're recruited by the basketball coach time, Ernie Kent, but after 2019, he was replaced by Kyle Smith, who came from University of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I know Kyle Smith has a the data driven style of coaching. What was yeah. the most noticeable difference between the two coaching staffs? I think the biggest difference was, you know, the, the consistency with between what they, what they talked about and what they told you and how that carried over to what they did, whether it be in practice games, whatever coach Smith, when he, when he says that they track the data in practice and that's going to determine, you know, a lot of things in games, that's exactly what happened. Like, you know, he would, they would print out, they'd print out a spreadsheet with all of the data from the week and they would rank you and say, here's how you did this week compared to everybody else. And, you know, here's, you know, from last week to this week, you either got better or got worse, you know, and then that way you kind of have like an objective look at, you know, okay, here's where I am. So I think just that consistency and, and, you know, this is how it's going to be. And then carrying that over to, you know, this actually is what we're going to do. Oh, okay. And now, is it true that during practice he would give you guys, like, points for if you made a good pass or a bad pass, or is that just a rumor someone started? No, that that is 100% true. That's that's where all the, the data is coming from. So they what they do in practice is they track, you know, they track the normal stance, stats, points, rebounds, assists, all that stuff, steals. But then they have their own metrics that they use, you know, a hockey assist, so a pass, and then they pass it and they score – 
you you know you they give you a, a point for that if you you know got the hockey assist or things like you know if you boxed out the guy if you box out your defender you get a point for that you know things like that innovative yeah yeah okay cool so we were talking about George Raveling I was at that game that was a beautiful speech he made mm-hmm. learned a lot I didn't know what he I believe, he was with Martin Luther King Jr. on the famous walk okay that yeah. was it was just a breathtaking speech speech i have it all saved in my phone i've watched it a couple times like wow that was just blew me away yeah for sure for sure an amazing guy when you just hear him talk because he came to practice and he said a bunch of things and you know i was kind of sitting there and i'm just like oh my gosh (laughs) yeah that's that must have been amazing and then obviously the next big ceremony had was clay thompson Mm. and i'm also from san francisco so i watched a lot of warriors games so clay was a big deal for me and then I know he came early and came to a couple of your practices. Did he give you guys any, like, advice that people might not know or something interesting he said? Yeah, I mean, he was he was just pretty, pretty you know, strong with his feelings about, you know, how much he loved WSU. And he's like, all the guys that I was on the team with, you know, we still stay in contact. And he's like, I look at it as a brotherhood and stuff like that. And, you know, he you, you could just tell that he really loved WSU and the time that he spent here and he was so happy, you know, he, you could tell he was just so happy to be back. You know, he was like, he was super excited the minute he walked in the gym and saw Beasley and everything. And, you know, we're sitting there running practice. All of a sudden he comes in and you hear him in the cor- in the corner. He's like, Oh my gosh, this place looks exactly the same. You know what I mean? Like and you, you could just tell like he was so happy to be back and that he really valued his time here. Yeah, no, I was, I, I waited in line four and a half hours for that game. So I was glad I got in. Yeah. I mean, you got a front row seat, so that was <laughs> nice. All right. So I noticed also during your time, you were on a lot of different student-led, student-athlete-led committees. What prompted you to join that? And yeah, I mean, it was so. You know, the the one that the student-led one, the the what do you call it? SAC Student Athlete Advisory Committee. That one. That was just my freshman year. I kind of came in and you know didn't really know really what to expect from from WSU being a college basketball player and stuff and then found out about that and um, I was just like you know that might be a good way to you know not only get to know people from other sports and and stuff like that but you know kind of get a little more involved in this place that I'm going to spend for the next that I'm going to be in for the next you know four years so it kind of just came out motivation to get tighter with the community that I was joining. So what does SAC really do what is the goal of it so they kind of do kind of a little bit of everything involved in athletics they the main thing though is they're kind of a talking point between the student athletes and the administration in athletics and so it's kind of it kind of just gives a a a channel for you know conversations and communication to happen between athletes and the administration and then they do a lot of you know they do a lot of things for the student athletes. So they're kind of the, the, the body that organizes, you know, a lot of, you know, events for athletes for them to get together, interact, socialize. Because a lot of times, a lot of athletes just stick within their team because that's who they see every day and that's who they go to practice with. That's who they eat with and everything. So it gives, it gives all the athletes a chance to get to know people outside of their sport. Okay. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Is there, was there someone you, met from a different sport that's a really good friend of yours or somebody you wouldn't have expected to meet, but because of the committee, you met them? Yes. Yeah, so two two of my really close friends uh, from WSU that were in the athletics, 
that were on other teams. So one was a volleyball player. Her name was McKenna Woodford. We got pretty close. She graduated the, the year before I did. So we got really close and, and ended up spending out, you know, a lot of time hanging out with each other. And, you know, she, I'd go to the volleyball games and I was up there, you know, cheering my guts out every time she'd get up there and kill it and stuff like that. So, and then the other one, she was a swimmer, actually, Penny Nichols. And, you know, we all kind of, we kind of hung out a lot before because they were both a year older than me. So they graduated early, um, a year earlier than I did, but we'd all hang out and, you know, we'd go to the baseball games together because we all enjoyed watching it and stuff. So. So are you a baseball fan? I wouldn't say a huge baseball fan, but, you know, I I kind of – I love going to the games in person, sitting in the park because of the atmosphere and everything. Yeah. I don't think I, can, I don't think I could watch a game on TV, though. Cause it's, it's yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You know what I mean? But going to the park and, and experiencing the whole thing, I could do that. I could do that all day, every day. Did Butch ever come up to you and, like, interact with you? Oh, at the baseball games? Yeah, or, like, any time? Oh yeah, all he smells time. horrible though. He smells so bad. Awful. Absolutely I'm awful. So unfair. Like he sat there with my friend and I for a whole inning. Like, dude, it was just like we're trying to be nice because you know he's he's a student. But like, dude, yeah. you gotta like they gotta clean that more. It's horrendous. Oh, yeah, it's God. He's he's fun, so you can't hate on him. He's Bush. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. You gotta you gotta love him for everything. So yeah, personality, smell, everything. Everything. <laughs> Okay, so I have a couple more questions. What would you say your proudest moment as a Coug was? Proudest moment as a Coug? Probably there's there's a couple that are contending for that. Definitely sweeping the Huskies this last year. Good answer. Uh, definitely. You know, the clay game, that – you know, that is something that, you know, being able to look back and be like, yeah, I was a part of that. That's something that I'll, that I'll definitely cherish. And then, you know, going back to my sophomore year, played in a tournament, a Thanksgiving tournament in Anaheim and won the tournament. Um, so that was, that was a, that was a good week, good tournament. And then probably winning the, winning the last game of the NCAA season this year. Uh, I made that joke so much that you guys were national champions. <laughs> So often, that was just... it's funny because, like, you know, I really want to get a shirt that says that or something. Like, Dude, WCU I... 2020 national champs. Like, you can't argue with that. No, we won like... the last game. I've been making that argument for weeks. Everyone says, "No, you're crazy, dude." It just no. We won the last game the year before. Virginia won the last game. They're champions. Therefore, we're champions. That's just exactly. how it works. Yeah, just simple math, guys. Exactly. So, yeah. but no, I mean that that game was cool too because you know WCU hadn't won a, a postseason game in in so many years, and so being able to break that streak that was, yeah, that was really cool. That was fun. I watched that again with my buddies, and we were we got a noise complaint in the dorms after <laughs> you guys won. That was fun. It was worth it though because oh yeah, yeah. It was three of us, so we had to be pretty loud. Yeah, yeah. that's no, awesome. that was great. I loved it. So this year you made a you took an I would say an offense your offensive game expanded you obviously took more threes just you had a bigger role was that conscious or did that just happen in Kyle Smith's offense a little bit of both I think you know going from my freshman sophomore sophomore junior year I definitely got better every year um, but kind of took you know not I wouldn't say you know took a passive role 
but just kind of, you know, the pieces that we had, you know, the couple years before we had, you know, Robo, Robert Franks, just, uh, just guys that could score that kind of took up those roles. And so, like I said, I wouldn't say it was a passive role. I just think it was like there were, there were just, you know, other options. But then going into my senior year, I kind of, you know, changed my mindset. And I was just like, you know what, I can be a scoring option too. Like, you know, that doesn't mean I have to, you know, get the ball and shoot 40 times a game. Being being able to be a confident offensive option was something that I kind of took upon myself as like a personal goal. Did your mindset change kind of what did it coincide with you being named a captain? Maybe a little bit, but I think whether or not I was a captain this year, I think it, it would have. Did you have you seen the new recruiting class we have? I'm very excited for the upcoming season. It's going to be great. Yeah, no, I've been I've been keeping tabs on it a little bit. And I've been I've been reaching out to some of the guys that are still on the team from last year. And yeah, no, it's it's I'm excited. It's gonna be, I think I definitely think WSU's on the up for sure. Oh, I definitely think that. So my last question for you is, what is your single greatest achievement in middle school? It could be athletic achievement. It could be middle school, elementary, high school, college, anything. I th- it's probably, you know, getting to college, I think, is what I'm most proud of. Okay. Like getting, okay. getting the opportunity to play college basketball. Because that's something growing up, it's like, you know, you, that's always kind of like the goal, the dream, whatever. But then actually doing it and sticking with it for the four years. And the other thing is like sticking with it at the same place for four years. Because with the way college basketball is going, guys are transferring just at a crazy amount. Yeah, I mean, there's hundreds of of players that that go into the transfer portal and and move after, you know, one year, one semester, even sometimes at at a school. And so I think not only making it to college, but staying at the same place for four years, <laughs> that, that, that really does mean a lot to me because, you know, I've, I really did create such a good bond uh, with so many people in Pullman and just with the university. No, I think that's a great answer. Listen, I love Walker, but he looked like he was 18 or 19. He looked like a young guy. Ben, you should have done this guy right. What, I get him a stripper? What do you want no, me to do? You here? Him I mean, a train. I get him a prostitute? What do you 